Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee, and with me is Todd. Todd is the star of the show. Todd, how are you? I am in desperate need of a beer, but other than that, I'm uh, quite fine. I got a Bell's right here. Bell's Two Hearted. I haven't had one in a while. So, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I I think I've moved on from beer a little bit. I've started drinking more ciders. What? What? Well, I don't know if it's, it's the bitterness. I mean, when you go from drinking straight vodka every day to beer, the beer tastes (laughs) a little bitter, you know, a little bitter. You got to get away from the IPAs. Get away from the IPAs. (laughs) It was. It was. The, the quadruple IPAs. I was like, man, That's I'll right. do that. That's right. I'll have a cider and then at the at the bar that I never go to, by the way, at the bar, and somebody will walk by and be like, "That's an IPA violation." <laughs> That's it. People, I've already tuned people out. Right? You're <laughs> not even laughing. <laughs> like, funny. Wow. Yeah, I'm just. <clears throat> I was just stunned. I, I was so stunned I couldn't even you know make a comment about. We talked about this in pre-pro. I said. That's funny. <laughs> So anyway, we are here. No, no, no. Let's revisit that. No, no, no. Before we talk about this, let's revisit the IPA violation, please. Let's talk about that. IPA, hippopotamus, the hippopotamus violation is what the giraffes say. Are we talking about Moon Knight? God, that fifth episode was Playoffs. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, there's nobody listening now for sure. (laughs) Well, I only listen anyway. And I'll tell you what, (laughs) the four times I listened last week, fantastic. Two of them were. The other two, not so much. So uh, anyway, the draft just ended, obviously, and uh, the 2022 class is in for Seahawks and everybody else, everybody else drafted. I will say I got to the point, you know, you get to the 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 the, the really quick rounds. Like, what do they call it in game shows where it's like, oh, it's a bonus round. Lightning, not bonus round. round. Lightning, Lightning round. round. Yeah, there you go. And it gets to be like that, and they're all like five minutes long. And I'm like, man, at some point, I'm like, I have no clue. It was almost like the first round where there were so many drafts, like, or so many trades where I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know who's yeah. drafting, who's picking. I have no, all I know is the Seahawks have not traded back. And they stood at pick nine and pick 40 and pick 41 and pick 72, and it was shocking unto itself but it's like you get to those lightning rounds at the end and it's like i'm just waiting for the seahawks who i i'll check back later on and see i'm watching the whole thing but i'm like it's too fast to to actually stay i mean unless you're ed marinero um you know that's he should do that for all the lightning rounds right he should come well those uh, rounds four through seven lasted three days that's why we only have that exactly hosted by ed marinero it's like yeah we're just hitting we're just hitting the sixth round of the draft it is Tuesday morning, but that's funny. Yeah, that should that next. should be what it's called. Brown or day three, brought to you by Ed Marinara. Ed Marinara. It's got the cop show music going in the background. So anyway, uh, the the Seahawks, of course, they traded Russell Wilson 
uh, this off season. If if people are what? just tuning in and didn't know that exactly, then uh, <laughs> sorry, but the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson and released Bobby Wagner on the same day. So oh, it was, yeah, I think uh, I, I think that uh, Don Don McLean wrote a song about it. Don McLean, Denny McLean, Denny McLean's the pitcher, right? Don McLean is yeah. the same. Anywho, hey, we just got a podcast letter. So uh, the Seahawks, <laughs> the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson this offseason, and in return, they got the Broncos' number nine pick. I'm I'm saying this is like a preface, and they also got the the Broncos' number two, uh, or the second round pick for the Broncos. So the Seahawks ended up with um, three picks. In the first two rounds. Is that right? Am I making that up? And then I had a third round pick. No, you're not making that up. I Sounds like I'm making it up. So with so I know that people are like, We traded Russell Wilson, we're gonna suck. Well, yeah, they, they may suck in twenty twenty two. Correct? And okay. and that's that's okay. Because what they're doing is rebuilding and they're trying to rebuild as quickly as they can. But think of it this way. So five, seven years from now, when Russell Wilson's probably no longer playing, because he holds on to the ball too long and blah, blah, blah. I don't mean any disrespect to Russ, but he's 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 starting to get to a, a bit. He got injured last year. He's definitely not running around as much as he can. He's not going to be the quarterback the Broncos hope he is in five to seven years. So whoever Seattle gets with those picks now should still be playing. But this is what they did. They basically... Turn that number nine pick into Charles Cross, who Mel Kuyper has said is the best pass blocking left tackle in this year's draft. Right. And then they turn that pick into uh, Boye Mafe, right? Yeah. Linebacker. So it got an edge rusher. So in five to seven years, when we're looking at this, when drafts really matter, and we're thinking, oh, they traded Russell Wilson the offseason in 2022. 22 season sucked for the Seahawks. And then you're looking at it five to seven years from now when we're still doing this podcast, because this is how long the podcast feels already five to seven years long. Because we'll still be yes. doing this podcast when the season's being played. Yes, then this they, podcast. Not, not exactly, in general, but this, this specific episode. One. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So Cross and Mafe, those are two picks that you got. They're still, they on paper, they should still be playing five to seven years. Cross should right. be an all all pro type player. Mafe might be too, or at least he might be getting a whole bunch of sacks. So let's, let's kind of go through this. So Charles cross, which I've seen one of our own writers said, Oh, he's not athletic. You look at his, his, uh, his combine numbers. And it's like, uh, the guy is 310 pounds and runs a sub five forty. Not really sure what you think of as not athletic. I'm, I'm, Five eight and weigh about 170, and I probably can run a 40 in maybe six seconds. So I don't know. What do you think about the cross pick? Uh, I love the cross pick. I, I the the only detrimental comment that you see a lot of is that well he's not that great at run blocking. It's like oh how often did that team run the ball five yeah, times a game? And, and run the ball. Sorry to interrupt, but run the ball. It's a Mike Leach offense to so run the ball up the middle. That's what people are missing, right? It's like that scheme <laughs> is designed to not do normal things <clears throat> offensively. Right. He he can he can run block. It's like just calm down with this crap. I, of of the two skills, which is typically more difficult for tackles to excel at? Is it pass blocking? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going somewhere with that. 
where, Punt, where did hunting would be the more difficult skill. Hunting, hunting would be more difficult because they don't really get that extension at uh, 310 pounds. It's like he'll be fine as a run blocker. He'll be just fine. Because what what do the Seahawks need? They need pass protection. So are you going to get someone who needs to work on their pass protection skills, which is the two tackles who were taken before him? And not that they're bad at it, but like you said, almost all the pundits said, this is the guy who has the best pass protection skills in the draft. That's the guy you want. That's, I mean, that's a perfect pick for them. Absolutely perfect pick for them. And like you said, but so many people, so many people is like, oh, why didn't they take a quarterback? And it's like, are we, are you just drafting for 2023 or are you drafting for the future? Because right. as I recall, the Seahawks only won seven games last year with a really good quarterback. It, yep. What, oh, what Wilson, quarterback is going to come Wilson in and, didn't and play. change Wilson the roster? Play. <laughs> three games. Yeah, he, he missed three games, exactly. And what were they in, in those? They were one and two. Uh, without him, right? Which means they were right. six and eight with him, still losing. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like you think a rookie quarterback is going to step in and turn this team around in his first year? It's like you're insane if you think that. But the Seahawks did exactly what they needed to do, which is you've already said they need. They're building a team so that when if if Locke is not the quarterback of the future, and from everything they're saying. Pete believes in him. I mean, we'll see because Pete says stuff like that a lot. But if, and if he isn't, fine, because the draft class next year for quarterbacks is loaded. I mean, let's see how many quarterbacks were taken in the first round this year. One, virtually the entire league knew that this was a crap year for quarterbacks. And, and why did they, they took him because he played in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh took him. Right. You know, it's just. It, they would have been insane to you, to pull a quarterback in the first three rounds. Absolutely insane because they had so many needs to address. So a quarterback really is the least the least of their issues. Because if they had addressed those issues before, probably would have still had Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson would have been getting better pass protection. Kind of ironic that now, oh, look, they've got the two tackles of the future. <laughs> it's like, Russ would have yeah. been happy if they'd done that. And they in, wouldn't have been able to get him because it was right. pick, pick number nine. But the thing about the thing about Russell Wilson, and no disrespect, I don't want to be like one of these people like, oh, this is what I really think about Russell Wilson. It's like, no, no, no. Russell Wilson was yeah. the best quarterback in franchise history. I, I, I get well, that. But he, he wanted to be Aaron Rodgers, and he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not that kind of quarterback. He just thinks he is. Where his real skill set is, is being able to move around in the pocket, create, you know, sense out of the chaos, which he does better than anybody I've ever watched play, to be honest. And and he's not a prolific passer. Like, I mean, he he puts up good numbers, but what I mean is he's not one of those guys you want to have drop back and pass 600 times. He's not that kind of quarterback, and he never has been, but he thinks he is. And so that's what he wanted the offense to be instead of like, Oh, and then what happens is when at the end of the season, when Russ comes back from the injury and then doesn't have he, he sucked basically for what, two or three games there. Right. But then when Rashad Penny starts running the ball and it's like, oh, that that team scored a what, 90 points in the last two games. And as we've talked about before, it wasn't Russell Wilson. It was Russell Wilson and Rashad Penny. 
and the yeah. blocking and the offensive scheme. And that's what you need. And and that's why Russell needed to go, not as from a Seahawks point of view, is because even though he's the best quarterback in franchise history, what he wanted is different than what makes this than what's gonna make the team good. Um and so I'm I'm kind of jumping ahead. So they took Mafe a little bit. Or they took him a little bit. What the heck does that mean? Like you're an idiot. They took Mafe in the second round. He's very specialized. <laughs> At this point, he's not going to help in run yeah. support, but hopefully he'll be good as an edge rusher. He looks a lot like Taylor. I'm wondering if when Taylor wasn't playing on Saturdays, he actually dressed up and played for Minnesota just to get some practice in, and because they look a lot alike. <laughs> so so I think that he'll he'll. <laughs> be impactful in a limited way in his rookie season, but they need pass rushers and he's going to be good. So getting back to my Frank Clark, I mean, Frank Clark had what eight sacks as a rookie playing part-time. Yeah. I mean, mean, of course he was playing with Michael Bennett and stuff. Um, But but I could, could conceivably easily conceivably do that. It could help make up for the absence of Carlos Dunlap. In, in that scheme. And that's really all you need because that's all Dunlap was able to do at the end of the season when they finally started playing him in the right position. Right. Um, but what they did at number 41, and I kind of want you to talk about this quite a bit, is they, I like how ESPN says, oh, number 41, they drafted Ken Walker the third. Who calls him Ken? First of all, ESPN. <laughs> but his they, friend, his friends at ESPN call him Ken all the time. That's right. Chris <laughs> Carson's probably not coming back. Rashad Penny is a top five running back when he's healthy. He showed that at the end of last year, but can you count on that? No, but Kenneth Walker is just a beast. So at this point, it's like, you've got, what do you want to do with the 20? What do you really want to do even beyond 2022? You don't want to have in that system, someone who's going to go back and throw the ball 600 times with when Waldron was with the Rams, they didn't do that. They ran the ball very well. And that's what you need. uh, You need more of a balance. Uh, Maybe I sound like I'm, Grew up in the 50s or 40s or whatever. Oh, they want to run the ball. I don't want to run the ball. I just want an uh, offense or a defense not to know, hey, this uh, 5'10 quarterback is going to back, go back and throw the pass, and we're going to sack him. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you need is the balance. And, you know, so many people, from what I've seen, happily, not the majority of the 12s, but a lot of people are, like, questioning the pick. And it's like, it's like, and like you said, if this had been maybe a couple decades ago, this guy's a top 10 pick. He's like top five pick probably. And, and yeah, the game has changed and yes, it shifted more to a pass orient, but this guy is the stud running back of the draft. Like by far the highest percentage of forced missed tackles, broken tackles. And just a terrific average yards per carry. The big games became a huge. I mean, this guy is an absolute monster and someone and i'm not going to call the person out which is why i didn't bother writing down who they were but it's like this doesn't make any sense it's like you got you got penny and carson it's like mitch mcconnell okay okay so i believe the percentages are chris carson has missed 53 percent of his possible starts or it's 50 i remember if it's 53 or 57 i think it's actually 57 and penny has missed 43 percent of his possible starts and it's actually they're shocking. Both, and they're both. Yeah, it is. I was surprised it was that high, honestly. And they're or both that low. only under contract like for one more year. Low. They're right. both only under contract for one more year. So if they were healthy, which they're rarely, they're both there for one year. It's like, and people are acting like you 
oh, we're drafting for next year, and that's it. It's like you do know that these players are under contract for more than a year, right, the guys that we draft. You do know that we want to look towards 2024, 25, 26. Like, it just, it's mind-boggling how stupid, stupid some people are when they don't understand that, okay, if Penny has a great year, how much money is he going to want? You've got a guy who possibly, and I'm not saying he will be, but possibly could be even better for a lot less money in Kenneth Walker III. Chris Parson, I hope he can play because I love watching the guy play. I hope they're both healthy. I mean, that would be my dream. When they signed Penny, I wrote an article, and this is like back in 1897 when Penny was drafted, that, oh, my God, we've got the best backfield in the league. And if they were both healthy, of course it would be the best backfield in the league. Are you kidding me? But that's the problem is they're never healthy. They're rarely, I should say, healthy at the same time. They're only if, healthy if Adrian Peterson's on the team. Yeah. Because it's like, get your ass out. We need out to there. talk about that. We need to talk about it. We need to get Adrian Peterson back. But, <clears throat> you know, if, if they're both healthy, great. Then Walker can just spell them and learn blocking assignments and all the rest of it. Wonderful. But odds are Carson won't be back at all. And frankly, for his own health, I'm 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 signing off on that. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, dude, just like you've got money. Don't risk your health. It's like live a long, happy life. You know, it's like I, I hate it for the team. I hate it from a football aspect, but from a human aspect, it's like, dude, you're set. You got a decent contract. I mean, he's not a multi-billionaire, but what, $17 million contract? That's pretty much enough for that's but, Elon and, Musk money. Yeah. It's like so odds are he's not going to be back. And Penny is like, yeah, he was fantastic in those last five, six games. But that's the first time he's been fantastic in his entire career. It's like you can't depend on him doing that again. I expect he will. I hope he will. I would love to see him still be the starter and just watch him rack up, I don't know, 1,600 yards. That would be freaking awesome. But you can't just. You can't expect that that's going to happen. And if he does, he's going to be gone after 2023 because he's going to be asking for a lot of money. So, I mean, this is a terrific pick. The only reason I don't see it as a steal is because it's in the second round. It's kind of hard to see a second round pick as a steal unless, of course, his name is DK Metcalf. And if if Walker (laughs) has a season like the equivalent of what Metcalf has done, yeah, it's an absolute steal even though it's in the second round. So I, I love the pick. It addresses a need. It's like, yeah, we have Rashad Penny. Yeah, we have Chris Carson. But you yeah. notice that they're not exactly healthy. You notice that they're not under contract for more than a year. It's like Walker is a terrific pick. Yeah, because it's like, what do you need? Do you, Would you rather have taken a quarterback in a bad quarterback class? Right. And Kenny, Kenny Pickett was already off the board, and you weren't going to draft him anyway. And right. then you've got all those quarterbacks, Malik Willis, uh, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, um, yeah. you know, on and on. But it's like, would you rather take one of those guys <laughs> thinking, you know, we kind of hope, we're not sure, we kind of hope that they work out, but we don't really know if they will because we're not really exactly. in love with them. Or would you rather take this guy, Kenneth Walker Jr., or Kenneth Walker third, who's just a beast of a running back, runs a 4.38, needs 200 and 15 pounds of muscle and know 
basically, if there's a sure thing as a running back in this draft, that was Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker Jr. Knowing Kenneth Walker, I keep calling him Jr. I'm sorry, Kenneth Walker's dad, Kenneth Walker the <laughs> third. Knowing that he's going to be productive, you got to have players if you're rebuilding the team that you are 90 percent sure they're going to be productive instead of taking a quarterback where it's like I might be wasting a pick when I don't need to. And I'm 30 percent sure they're going to be OK. That's a, that's exactly. dumb. Yeah, a lot of people wanted Malik, specifically Malik Willis, right? It's like, OK, the ceiling for Willis. Maybe even higher than the ceiling for Walker. I, totally. I mean, he could be the stud quarterback of the past five years, but the floor is really, really low on him. Is he? He could easily be a bust. I mean, after I mean, yeah, he's got all the tools, but he did play at Liberty. He wasn't exactly playing against the best competition in the world. So, and his fourth quarter, fourth quarter numbers last year. <laughs> Two touchdown passes, three picks at Liberty in the fourth quarter when you need a quarterback yeah. to win a game. Yeah. No I offense mean, to like Malik he's... Willis. I, I, I've, we've all seen what he did after the NFL Combine. The guy seems like a good dude. I hope he becomes a Hall of oh, Famer. Yeah. I just wouldn't right. count on that if I were taking him. Exactly. You can't run that risk. I mean, Walker is much more of a sure thing than Willis. And at the second round, and especially – with a situation, they've got a quarterback under contract. Yeah, he might not be Jacob Eason. Russell. <laughs> he might not be Russell Wilson, but he might be a much better quarterback now that he's going to have the same offensive coordinator for a few years under his belt instead of, oh, let's get a new guy. Let's get a new guy. Let's get a new system. And, and it's not, they're set. They're set. At quarterback, it's not that they have the best quarterbacks. I'm not saying that at all, but they should be okay. I mean, neither one of their quarterbacks are just have a what 45% chance of not suiting up this week or this week or next week or the week after, unlike their running backs. So they needed a running back, and this guy is an absolute stud. There were no absolute stud quarterbacks. Nope. So. And that's I mean, what we should have been stupid to pick a quarterback in the second round. Yeah, we we really got to revisit the Russell Wilson because react knee jerk reaction to a trade is we all do it. I mean, we've done it. We don't we didn't like Russell Wilson being traded again. He's right. the best quarterback in franchise history. But the other thing about it is what has Seattle? They've really been I mean, they've gotten to the playoffs, but. They've been mediocre, a little bit better than mediocre. You know what they're going to be if they keep Russell Wilson and they're going to be just the same. They're not going to win a Super Bowl because he won. Again, I like Russell Wilson, but you didn't win a Super Bowl or get to another one because of Russell Wilson. You got to it because of Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch and other players like that. Well, they may have just drafted their next. Heck, they may have just drafted their next Richard Sherman, which we'll get into in a minute. But they may have just drafted Marshawn Lynch and. The thing I like about what they did this offseason, especially with they got rid of Ken Norton Jr. and they got Clint Hurt to be D.C. and and bringing Sean Desai in is fantastic and Carl Scott's fantastic. But the thing I love about what they did offensively and when it comes to the Kenneth Walker, the third, I won't keep calling him junior, only 600 more times (laughs) probably. Kenneth Walker, the third is I, I got the feeling that Pete Carroll and John Schneider about 
halfway through last season, maybe three quarters, we're like, man, we got this Waldron guy after getting rid of Schottenheimer. This thing, I'm not sure if he's the guy. And then you see it when he finally starts running plays the way he wants to run plays. And they're like, holy hell, yeah, this is this is it. This this can work, and I want to point guard quarterback, which is what Pete got. And the thing they did this offseason, they got rid of Solari at offensive line, which which I like, but they brought in Andy Dickerson, who coached under or coached with Waldron at the, under the Rams, at the Rams. Right. And they allowed Waldron to hire his guy as an offensive line coach. Like, okay, we're not really running it right. This is the way it needs to be run. I want my guy. And then with right. the this draft, they were like, you know, the reason this isn't working is because I don't have the kind of players I need to make it work. So they got Charles Cross at left tackle, who's quick. Like you said, he, he's not great in run. He may not be great and that we've seen on film and run um, blocking so far, but he'll get there. But he's quick. He's a Waldron guy. They got a guy right. we'll talk about next, Abe Lucas. He's a Waldron guy. And he's he's yep. he doesn't like you to think even think about getting to the quarterback he's tenacious but then they got kenneth walker the third he's a waldron guy so they're fitting pieces into the offensive system which is exactly what you should do in the pros in college you like most team most weak teams who can't win national championships anymore like duke they try to get those one and done guys and try to be oh we'll make the team around them it's like nah, it doesn't really work when you got a carolina guy and Hubert Davis, who was like, this is the system, always has been the system, it's always worked, and these guys are going to buy into it, and then, bam, you get to a national championship game. I know right. I say that as a Carolina homer, but it works in college. In the pros, you got to do something different. You have the system and then fit the play, players into that system instead of the reverse, because it doesn't work if you try to fit a, you know, a square peg into a triangular hole in the pros, because the rest of the team's not built that way. So I love the way they're building the offense, but obviously... Absolutely. The next pick was Abe Lucas, which I was like, "This I, am I falling asleep?" Because it's like a dream draft so far, right? I don't know what you thought. Yeah, same thing. I mean, it was just it's it's been so long. I mean, we've had good drafts, right? I mean, did the article? It was like, "Oh, these are the five best drafts." Oh, no, overall drafts, not draft picks. But they you've already revised, really right? You already revised and made to twenty twenty two number two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I will have to revisit in a few years. I will revisit that because this, I mean, you're, you're kidding, but this, this could slip into the, the top three for sure. Are there any superstar? Well, maybe there is a superstar here. You know, maybe there's a couple actually. Right. But they had a lot of needs and they, they addressed those needs. I mean, just every single thing so far is like, Oh, you know, and it's, didn't you say that Mel Kuyper, in his mock, that he had the Seahawks going for a guard first? It's like, they have like no, 900 it guards Kuyper, on the roster. Was, somebody else said that. I don't think it was Kuyper. Um, was, it's it's funny that you – I heard you snapping your fingers right there. It may have been Kuyper in one of his 1,000 mocks. Heck, we, we had 6,000 mocks, and I think we had a long snapper going first. But I, I liked how you um, were snapping your fingers because that's exactly how this draft felt. It was like, you know what? It's like if I'm like I love if I dream of genie kind of thing. It's like with the next pick, if this guy was available, oh he's available, and then it's like yeah. oh if this guy's available, bam he's available. It's like what the heck is happening? And like all these, it was almost a near perfect draft. I know people think oh they should have taken a quarterback, but it's like no, 
It's no. like almost every player they got was the player they needed. It's like the the room of what is it? Harry Potter. You think about their room and the I'm gonna imagine this room that I need. Bam, and that's what it was in the draft. I don't know why. Bam, but it was what it was. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was some. Obviously, there's always players that you wish you could have got, but you know, would have been nice if we could have pulled Sauce Gardner. Yeah, but uh, that wasn't gonna happen. I mean, we didn't think he was gonna fall all the way to, to the ninth pick, and he wasn't anywhere close to that. But we'll get to uh, that position, but pretty, pretty happy with what we want up there too. But yeah, back to Abe Lucas. I mean, we need the tackles. There they are. Yep. A, a guy with an experience, the best pass blocker and has been playing left tackle all along. It's like, is, is he going to struggle some as a rookie in the NFL? Yeah, of course he's going to struggle some. And they same both thing with Cross Luke. and, and but, Lucas. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, you know, and Cross is going to have some struggles. Lucas is going to have some struggles. But left tackle, right tackle. I mean, we're not we're not playing around. It's like, well, this is one of those guys who can play. You know, we've seen what happens when you get one of those guys. He's like a Swiss Army knife. He can play any position. The reason those guys typically play any position is because they're not such studs <laughs> that you can't exactly. take them off. That I mean, it's nice to have guys that can jump all over the line, but the reason you're jumping them all over the line is because they're not so damn great that you you're going to kill yourself if you take them out of the position that they're best at you know those are great guys to have as backups or rotational players but not as starters and these guys we got a left tackle we got a right tackle i mean i mean and and i'm okay with i'm okay with them making mistakes because it's like that's what they should do because 2022 is not going to be a super bowl year so it's a year of learning for the team overall but yeah just like you said i mean they they basic basically in this draft drafted their eight to ten year old ten year old we got a very small tackle out there he's 10 years old eight to (laughs) ten year left tackle and eight to ten year right tackle they you've just fixed the bookends of the offensive line and you have Damian Lewis, who who is good. You just really have two pieces of the offensive line who may be iffy, but Gabe Jackson wasn't bad. And what they brought in with Austin at center, the offensive line isn't going to be great in 2022 because you have two rookies probably starting at tackle. By 2023, you could have a top 10 offensive line Yeah, for a long time. Absolutely agree. So um, uh, you mentioned Mel Kuyper. Sorry, it's uh, he gave the Seahawks a B plus overall. But what I like about what he said is he said, I mean, it was the reason it was a B plus is because he, you know, like everybody else, thought he needed to be a quarterback. But he did say, quote, I always struggle with what the Seahawks are thinking. They stick to their board and don't worry about a league wide consensus. That's why it was good to see how Coach uh, Carroll and, and GM Schneider also also saw their hole at left tackle and went that way at number nine. And then he basically goes on to say, look, I, I'm like everybody else. I don't know what the Seahawks are going to do every year. But he said there are several good pr- prospects at this draft. It's not quite an A because the quarterback issue could linger into 2023, which is fine, Mel. It's OK if it does because they fix yeah. the rest of the team. Exactly. I, I don't understand how that's such a difficult concept for people that they, they they seem to forget this team was seven and ten last year. Yep. And and like you said, 
when Russell Wilson was starting, they were six and eight. They were not going to the playoffs last year, let alone winning the Super Bowl. Thank you. So it's just it's mind boggling that it's like, oh, they got to fix the quarterback. It's like we had one of the best quarterbacks in the league and the team wasn't good enough to do anything. It's like they had to fix the team. The quarterback is not the issue. It's like they'll fix that next year and they may not have to. Maybe Drew Locke will blossom. I mean, maybe he'll come through and it's like, ah, we're set. They'll still pick a quarterback really high next year. Of course they will. But. Yeah, it's just they had a lot of things to fix, and they basically fixed everything. Yeah, the offensive coordinator in Denver last year was the same one at Rutgers. I just uh, made that up, but it seems like it. (laughs) How hideous would that be? (laughs) Poor Bo Melton. Um, So uh, (laughs) so coming into this draft, they needed a quarterback, obviously, but that wasn't going to work out in this draft. So they needed – Tackle offensive tackle help, especially left tackle. They needed running back help. They got. They needed an edge rusher. Hopefully, they got that with two players actually, especially as Mafe. And they needed cornerback help. So in the fourth round, Kobe Bryant, not the basketball player, is somehow still. By the way, I got to say this. I don't know if you listened to the to the press conference after each pick. Um, it wasn't a bunch of time that went by, but the. The, they would have local press conference with the player of, of local media. And Kobe Bryant, of course, is named spelled differently, but he's named after Kobe Bryant, right? The basketball right. player, because his family was big, big fans of Kobe. But one of the questions was, they were like, oh, did, did your family, um, you know, were they big basketball fans like other players? And like, oh, yeah, they like Kobe. You know, they also liked Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and they were like, oh, why didn't they name you after? Seriously, I'm not making this up. Why did they not name you after one of them? Well, because my last name's Bryant, you idiot. He should have said. But <laughs> it's not Jordan or James. Golly. <laughs> anyway, so they got Kobe, uh, who was the opposite side of Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati. Um not he ran a I'm mean, he's slow I guess he ran a four five three forty um but he he's a ball hawk he he actually won the uh, Jim Thorpe award yeah for, I was gonna mention that which is like okay how how good a player is this guy considered to be when he's soft gardener's got all the press and was drafted really really high but he's not the guy who won the Jim Thorpe award is the best defensive back <laughs> it's our guy. Either that or how how damn good was that Cincinnati backfield? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got the Jim Thorpe Award winner, but this guy sucks compared to the other cornerback. So um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Brian, 6'1", uh, basically will be 200 pounds. Uh, I mean, he's he's a ball hawk. He could start day one. Um, and if he does, he's going to be like the tackles. He's going to make a lot of mistakes. But long term, he's going to be better off. I mean... And then I'm going to jump right into the next pick, who is extremely raw, but very Richard Sherman-like as far as size, Tariq Woolen. Day three was all about the reeks. Um, got Tariq, Tariq. Um, but uh, he is 6'4", ran a 4'2", 40, um, a converted wide receiver. Sound familiar? Can you say that again. How fast was he? 4'2", 40. 4'2", 6". Yep. Yep, I, I barely finished in front of him in the 40. 
barely. <laughs> this um, guy is a freak. Yeah. And he is a Tariq also, but wow. Yeah, you got so Tariq Woolen is going to take a little bit longer to develop probably than Kobe yeah. Bryant. But and he's not Richard Sherman. The difference is Richard Sherman played at Stanford, so he's playing the Pac twelve, Pac ten then a little bit um higher a level of of competition in college compared to Woolen, who played at uh, UTSA. Um but but there's so many similarities. I almost feel bad for Woolen in a way. There's so many similarities because it's like he's not gonna get away from those Richard Sherman because they're the yeah. same same size. They're they're both converted receivers. They both yeah. played about the same amount of time corner. But the guy has all the physical skills to be a fantastic cornerback by 2023. Yeah, that's the thing. Because he's only been a corner, what, two years, right? Two two so... weeks, actually. He just converted a couple of weeks. <laughs> Before that, he was a Jesuit. <clears throat> so, yeah, he is going to take longer. He's more of a project. But you'd like to have a guy with the wingspan of Godzilla and 4-2-6 time as a project. It's like, Man, Does Godzilla have all the skills? Well, he's really tall, so yeah. I know, but there's wings. It's wings. It's like you know, you're, it's it's easy to get into a boxing match King, with a King, Godzilla's King what Kong. a he's a dinosaur, King, right? King Kong oh. would have been more ac- more accurate. So yeah, yeah like uh, like Richard Sherman, who's also a dinosaur at this point. Um, I tell you though, how fun is it going to be to to watch the practices? I, don't, I can't get over the Richard Sherman. I don't think he's a velociraptor. And somebody in practice is like, Richard, cut your nails. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, training training camp alone and, and preseason, because these guys are going to get a lot of play in, in uh, nine picks. I mean, they're going to get a lot of play. In, how many preseason games are there now? Did they move it to two? Or is there three now? I feel like it's one or two. Maybe it's three. But they're going to get a lot of play. I mean, and it's gonna, yeah, like I said, it's going to be fun to – Fun to watch. Oh, I just, I just, I just want to see uh, Woolen line up across from Metcalf in camp. It's like that's going to be fun. This is like Metcalf will, yeah, roast him because he's experienced and he's great. But I mean, just as far as the speed is like, that's going to be crazy. You know, they're going to race. You just know they're going to race. <laughs> that's true. It's actually, like, I hadn't thought about that's gonna that. Be awesome. But I mean, it's but really, and then on the other side, you got Kobe is going to take on Lockett. It's like, and that's, you know, just occasionally. I mean, I don't really see, and even Kobe would surprise me if he winds up getting the starting gig right out of the gate. But it's going to be fun to see those matchups because similar skill sets on both sides, right? You've got the height, the speed for Metcalf, and you've got the polish on the other side. And not like Lockett is slow either, but of the two receivers, we know who's the more gifted as far as the skill set is like Lockett. If Metcalf had Lockett's football IQ, and I'm not saying he doesn't know how to play, but I mean, Lockett is just like, he's elite. Genius. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's ridiculously gifted in his skills in just hands, footwork, everything. And if you combine those two guys, that'd be the greatest receiver in history. I mean, hands down. I don't care who you're talking about. Because uh, Bolitnikov. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a little bit better than Fred Bolitnikov. Um, 
Fred Bolitnikoff is listening to this show and he's like, oh, those, those guys, I don't know. Because that's how he talks, I guess. He's yeah, like, those guys don't know what they're talking about. I'm from Oakland. I grew up on the south side of Oakland. I have no idea where. Is that how he talks? <laughs> I think I have to tune into uh, the Fred Bolitnikoff podcast. Just Today I've got with me Gina Smith. <laughs> Actress from I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like a southern <laughs> James Mason. Um, like college. Now I gotta look that up. People are like, who the hell is Fred Bolitnikov? <laughs> yeah, all of all, all seven of our listeners is like, I have no idea who Fred Bolitnikov is. I type in I type in Google Fred B and it comes up with Fred Bear, Fred Beans, Fred Becky. It's like no Fred Bolitnikov. Well, I guess he doesn't exist anymore. Probably because I'm misspelling uh, his name. Anyway, yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah. Seahawks draft Florida people. State. Florida State. Well, there you go. Back back when they had a football program. Bobby Bowden was still his coach. That's interesting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I believe he started coaching in 1937. That's right. Yeah, Belinikoff. Yeah, he transferred from Marshall over to Florida State. After the crash. So, uh. Oh, Fred Bolitnikov transferred from Marshall. I grew up in Erie, PA, but I went to West Virginia. So, what the hell are we even talking about? Uh, <laughs> I, I think we're talking about the Seahawks. I'm not even sure. <laughs> Tyreek Smith. Yes. Um, yes. His great uncle is Fred <laughs> Bolitnikov. So, uh, yeah, so Smith was uh, round five. It was funny because I, I saw something saying if if Smith had had more reps and played run support better, he would have been a first round pick. This guy falls to round five because he's so raw. It's not like he can't do run support. But 6'3", 254 pounds. Did you write this article on, on Smith that we did? I think you did, yes. right? Did. What do you did. think? What do you think about him? I don't really... Fill us uh, in, to, all, to me, all of is, our listeners, Fred Bolitnikoff and myself. <clears throat> to me, to me, this is the the only kind of risky pick they took. Um, you know, it's a fifth round, so that's I mean, we're comparing it to Tariq Woolen, so he's not the absolute ridiculous steal that Woolen was or that Bryant was. I'm sorry, I got to interrupt you. I, I wish we could we could just take that moment in time put it forward seven years <laughs> she just said you know Tyreek Tyreek Smith is not the still Tariq Woolen was and it's just like people are like what and it's like oh you know Woolen probably is all pro three times and you're like oh Todd knew what he was talking about yeah, not the still they both could be stills well, it could be but I uh, Smith you just hate Ohio State basically well, let's be let's be honest you hate Ohio State Hey, so he, he, he capitalized it as the Ohio State. So I gave him their I gave him their respect. Um, <laughs> no, he's a he's he's a fine player, but there's a reason he wound up in the fifth round. Unlike Woolen, uh, it, it's just a matter of could he come through? Absolutely, he couldn't come through. But of every player in this draft, this is the one guy I'm thinking will probably more likely than not. Even including the seventh rounders, wind up being like on the practice squad. I mean, for one thing, they're 
it sounds kind of crazy, but at this point, <clears throat> they're they're kind of loaded at for with pass rushers. Uh, Says a lot, right? Yeah, potential. potential right? Let's put it that way. But six three two fifty four. I mean, how many guys do the Seahawks have that fit that right now? It's like they've got like nine guys practically <laughs> at, that that fit that. So, <clears throat> you know, and the Seahawks are going to be doing a three four more, more likely than the four three. They're never going to say that, but that's what they're going to be doing. He doesn't really fit into that scheme as well. It's just, you know, I, I like the pick. It's not that I don't like it. It's just, it's not the home run that that Woolen was yeah, or I, any of the other players so far. I, I really like the pick, but it's not like, oh my God, they got this guy too. It's like, oh, this is a good pick. That's yeah, why I gave, I gave him a great show, beat. Just to show we're idiots, Smith will probably have 20 sacks in 2023 or something. <laughs> probably. And then I'll be thrilled to write like 80 articles saying, oh my God, I was so stupid. This guy's this guy is like the second coming of exactly. Von Miller. <laughs> he is Von Miller. Von Miller couldn't carry his jock strap. So I'm, I'm listening to Seattle sports, uh, except for day one. I was listening to that and then, you know, changing around this because I wanted to hear more Seahawks stuff than random stuff. So they actually had you talking about potential with Smith. They had the UTSA coach on um, fairly soon after Tariq Woolen was, was drafted. And, um, most coaches are like, well, a lot of coaches out here are like, oh, this is what he can do, you know. And some of them, like from the smaller schools, are like, yeah, we're really psyched. And this guy was like very matter of fact. He actually sounded like a great football coach. He just sounded like this is this is the good and this is the bad and blah. But he was like, you know, he had UTSA had two players drafted in this draft. Um, I can't remember the other one, but Woolen was the, the second one to go. And they asked you know, uh, what he was like in practice. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I, I came into this program. He'd already been here. They're talking about Woolen. And you could see he had all the, the physical attributes to be a great player. And it, But I told him, he's like, potential is all the things you're not because you're not those things yet. And I thought, that's a fantastic way of putting it. Because yeah. it's like, it's great to talk about potential, but you don't, you don't, you're not your potential until you are your potential, basically. And I thought, that's oh, great that he had that in college. He wasn't just some physical freak, which he is, who moved over from receiver to cornerback. And and he said when I came into the program, he had started off as a, as a, receiver, as a receiver, had played a little bit of cornerback as well. And I basically asked him, what do you want to play? Because um, we're re- rebuilding this program, rebuilding this team. What do you want to play? And Willen said, I want to play cornerback. And he was like, wow. okay, you're the cornerback. So I thought that was fantastic. That is uh, awesome. We've just got a little bit of time left before we let you go for uh, uh, Will Smith's new film, um, <laughs> Mr. Williams. But because uh, you're all going to tune into that. So uh, the uh, Seahawks skipped the sixth round because they uh, had so many picks. They had to rest up. They took a nap. I don't know if they did. I did. Um, and seventh round, they took two receivers. Um, one is Derek Young, who may be more of a tight end uh, in, in starting off. He's 6'3", 220, big guy, played at a very small school, Lenore Ryan, who played against the uh, – who was, who was a rival of a, the, the team for the college I went to, which was Carson Newman. They've all done their different things. Um, but uh, not – I mean, he, he looks good. 
as far as on tape. I, I maybe I hope he works out extremely well, especially being from around seven, uh, such a small school. He said basically he was almost like a Cordell Patterson role when he came to Lenore Ryan because he had broken his leg as a senior in high school and then came to Lenore Ryan and played uh, running back and receiver kind of mix, kind of like what Patterson did for the Falcons last year. Doesn't have that same kind of speed, but hopefully, you know, he's um, Seattle timed him at 4-4, which sounds fast, but he doesn't look that fast on tape. But if this next guy, I'm saying this on the podcast, makes the roster, the active roster for week one, Bo Melton, I will buy a Seahawks Melton jersey. Because I don't know if you heard this guy when, you know, they always make those calls and they play them like when they're like. I don't know if you heard this guy or what he said in his press conference. He, he sounds he's extremely well-spoken, by the way, which actually, if you listen to the first call when uh, Schneider and Carol make that call and Shane Waldron make that call, I'm a fan of this guy, period. Because um, he was, it's, it's, it's hard to listen to without shedding a tear. I'll say that. Um, because his family, it's just, you got to listen to it. So don't stop listening to this podcast. We're like two minutes from being done. Then you can listen to it. But Bo Melton, when you see his tape, all the passes from Rutgers, who is still learning after hundreds of years to play football, to how to play football, almost all the passes, there's a few that are right over the middle. Most of them are out wide, almost like screen passes. Like, okay, what do you want to do? The quarterback sucked. So his numbers are diminished in, in college, but the guy's super fast. Um, it may take him a year or two to really acclimate, but damn. Right. Yeah. He, this, this dude was what team captain two years led Rutgers and received born team captain. I think his, his father played there too. I think maybe his (laughs) grandfather three led the team three years. He's, he's, he's played. Did you say, did you say he levitated three years? That's impressive. Well, if he'd levitated for three years, he wouldn't have been at Rutgers. That's for sure. It's like, yeah, Rutgers has literally had, like, what, 130 years to play football, and they still yeah. haven't figured it out. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, this guy is this guy is kind of the Swiss Army knife, dude, because he, he lined up in the backfield frequently, not a ton, like maybe seven or eight times. Played uh, right guard? A, a, a season, but <laughs> yeah, at Rutgers, he probably did. Um, special teams. I mean, he did return some punts, return some kicks, mainly was a gunner. I mean, this guy... This guy is going to be playing. And I, you actually called him out as one of the three like guys under the radar before the draft. This was the because of his special teams. Yeah, five yeah. five returned. He returned five punts last year, 125 yards, a t- ridiculous average. Had two yeah. punt returns each of the last two years. I mean, the Seahawks need a punt return. I mean, no offense to to any of the guys who tried to return punts last year, but they were kind of like Earl Thomas when he returned punts. Just catch the ball. Don't don't. This guy actually might be able to do it. Tyler Lockett yeah. is a fantastic returner, but you don't want to risk Lockett back there. Clearly, exactly. But Milton could do yeah. that. Yeah, no, this this is like uh, our guy Carson said. This was a B plus, Carson a B Wentz plus grade. Carson Wentz. He's uh, Carson Wentz probably should be uh, blogging for us because mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Washington yeah. Commanders quarterback and 12th man rising contributor. <laughs> Carson gave this a B plus for and a B plus for a seventh round. That's a huge grade. That's a win. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, this is a great, great pick. And the whole draft is like everybody is like this. 
It's like everybody fits a really strong need. Everybody fits a really strong need for the Seahawks. This was just a terrific draft. Did we get everybody we wanted? No. But there are a few other teams out there picking. The Dolphins even had four draft picks this year. So, um, <clears throat> And the, the so Ravens he, had 85 fourth round. Was it fourth round picks? 85 fourth <laughs> round picks? Or was it fifth round? Yeah. What was it? That round they had all those picks. It's like, what the hell just happened? It's like a yeah, Ravens picking crazy. and the Patriots. Oh, back to Ravens. And then we're going to move on to the Dolphins. I was like, what? I don't know how that aligned. but <laughs> Pretty insane. But yeah, we, we didn't get... Oh, we, did get some undrafted free agents, which that's a topic for another show. But yeah, we didn't get the linebacker we were looking for, but you, you can't fill every single need in the draft because there's this thing called free agency. There are undrafted free agents. And it's like you'd mentioned, it was like, we've, we've had pretty good luck with undrafted free agents in the past. There's Baker so, Mayfield. There's oh. Baker Mayfield, who would be a great linebacker. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's this to me, this is, <clears throat> of the most recent drafts, this is the best draft, I mean, on paper, because oh, yeah. you never know for sure, right? But this is the best draft in, what, five, six, seven years, yep. maybe? Yep, top to bottom. Yeah. it's It was the happiest yeah. I've been with a Seahawks draft since 2012, 13. I can't even remember. I yeah, was just... none of these picks, not a single one, because every year is like, why'd they get this guy? Why'd they get this guy? Every one of these picks is like, wow. But it wasn't just like, okay, that makes sense. It's like, oh my God, we got this guy. Every single round is like. I, I kept even tweeting out. I'm like, man, if, if yeah. Woolen's around, this is like way before they took him. I was like, Woolen's still around. Right. Oh, they take him. Oh, this is this is insane. And it's not just because of yeah. what I wanted, obviously. I Like you said, every pick they have wasn't just like, oh, you know, best player available. And it may be for that position, but every person they took was like, we have a position of need. This guy might do it immediately. It was yeah. even in the fifth round. Heck, Bo Melton might be the uh, punt returner week one. He might feel yeah. a, position, uh, a position of need. It's just insane. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they only like drafted said, a quarterback. I mean, it would have been a name. <laughs> well, Tyreek Smith is clearly the quarterback of the future. I mean, and, and, and yeah, he'll probably be the best player in this entire draft, just like you said, because I'm calling him out as like, oh, that's the only pick that I don't see is like, an absolute touchdown. And and it's not that I I graded the pick a B. It's not like, oh, this was not a good pick. It's a good mm-hmm. pick. But every yeah. other pick was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they got this guy. Maybe Bo Melton. He played wing T in college. That sounds like a joke, but they actually did some wing T at Rutgers. Oh, my God. I had to look it up. And it actually showed up. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Wow. Well, Johnny Majors is hurt. I guess we got to put in Bo Melton. <laughs> We're going to put in Bo Melton. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this yeah. was just an absolutely fantastic draft. Yeah, I'd give it, uh, I don't know, my my final grade ended up being a B plus, I think, when I did the article, because I, I gave everything like an A was a five and a F was a, well, I didn't have any Fs, obviously, but it would have been a zero or something like that. So it ended up being, um, or a one. It ended up being a B plus average, 4.33, so it could have been an A. But overall, I think it's an A. And the only reason I had I had one C just because of the guy from Lenore Ryan, but I hated doing that because it's like, I mean, he could end up being an A for all I know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's so nice to have a draft. And again, like historically, three or four of these guys aren't going to do anything. We know that. I mean, that's 
probably what's going to happen. Probably. But and, and you, you just get the feeling from this draft that they're all going to contribute. Not necessarily this year, but long term, all of these guys are going to contribute. And it's just, it's been so long since we've seen a draft. And part of that probably has to do with coaching changes, too, because, you know, we're not going to have defensive tackles. We're not going to have 300 pound guys drop back into coverage. Hopefully so not. That helps. Yeah. Too, it's. So. You, you go into a draft hoping you get maybe two or three starters eventually. They might have two or three in week one. because yeah, And not exactly. because they have those needs, but because those players are good enough. Yeah. I mean, easily, 2023, there's five starters out of this draft. Yeah. Easily. It's, uh, it was, and, and it was that's, great. That's, that's just amazing. Fred Bolitnikoff was happy with it. I mean, I think we're, you know, it's a good draft. I'm happy. I'm very happy with this draft. Next up, Jenna Smith. I don't know how you guys live with yourselves. One day at a time. One day at a time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.